Hello, Friendship Fam. We're joining in Friendship Church Studios in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota. Today, pastors Matt and Joel are with me. We're going to discuss teachers today as we look back at our lives and into the scriptures. Who was an influential teacher in your life? We'll discuss this and more. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam, as we begin today's episode, I wanted to give you all a heads up that we'll have our first go at a new segment called Code Word. We've given Pastor Matt a word that he has to use during today's episode. If you think you know the word, email your guest to podcast at friendshipmn.org. If you're the first to submit and have it right, you'll win. Now let's give Matt a moment to put on his secret agent suit. Hey, we want to thank you for joining in. I'm here with Pastor Matt and Pastor Joel. And uh, what I'd like to do is, because this is graduation season and because of, uh, you know, just looking back at the last year and thinking of all the things the teachers have gone through, I have been considering uh, influential teachers in my life. And I, I wanted to take a little bit of time to do that. So, fellers, what I'd like you to do is take just a moment and think back on a teacher or teachers that were influential in your life. Uh, that may be a very positive experience. It may even be a negative experience, but they were influential in shaping who you are. So you can just kind of think about that right now. And Joel, I'm thinking this would be a good place to insert like some dreamy kind of music right here. Mm, I've got just the one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Are we on break right now? Oh, man. What's going on? All right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you two doing? <laughs> Matt, Matt, we were giving a, a verbal pause so we could insert some music in the post-show production. <laughs> we do that? But, oh, man. Yep. There's okay, we only production? have three listeners because <laughs> yeah. Matt doesn't even count. He doesn't even <laughs> he listen doesn't to this. No, that is correct. I, I do not listen. <laughs> oh, In the no, words yeah, of Pee Wee Herman, at the end oh. of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, oh, no. oh, I don't no. need to listen to it. <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> That's true. I'm guessing I should go first. Yeah. Yeah, jump in, Joel. All right. Well, I've got two great examples. So my... Uh, Third grade to fifth grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Hebner, and she was awesome. Uh I had her for three years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, one day during recess, I was running back towards the school to go back to class, and I wasn't paying attention to much of where I was going and what's in front of me, and that's when, bam, I ran face first into my teacher's butt. Oh, God. That was definitely an impact on my face. Oh, no. (laughs) We're gonna need uh, we're gonna need Mary to start editing these. Things. <laughs> I feel like it's a time to remind people that we don't have any choice but to have him in here because he <laughs> runs all of the equipment. Uh, you know, when there's I said, no there's no option. Good point. Good when point. I said bam, I should have yelled bum. You oh my goodness. Uh, uh, do we get Matt, out can of you this? please can wait? You I, I got a new one. Oh no, uh, a new one. When I was in high school, I had a teacher. I think he was a history teacher. Um, <laughs> 
His name was Mr. Lutz, and he led Fellowship of Christian Athletes. This one's a real one. Uh, and I just thought it was cool to be a part of that club. I think it was once a week. And uh, to see a teacher stepping out in faith to lead high schoolers in faith mm-hmm. uh, once, you know, Friday morning. Yeah. And that was cool. That is cool. Unique. Nice. It was a unique, you know, bond that I could have with the teacher knowing that we both shared the same faith. Yeah. That's yes. super cool. Yeah. Well, so, I, uh, it's really hard to pick a teacher. There's... Right. Uh, so many teachers over the course of my life. Like Socrates and... Aristotle. Aristotle, mm-hmm. yeah. among others. Is that from your day? Yep. <laughs> Who's... Wow. <laughs> my goodness. There are so many teachers over the course of my life <laughs> whose lessons and, I guess, uh, life model have blended together or all mixed together in my brain and my life like a big stew or fricassee. And as I'm thinking about all of those lessons and challenges, I am particularly mindful of a sixth grade episode with a teacher of mine named Mrs. Johnson. Uh, My parents went to Israel for three weeks when I was in the sixth grade. I was already doing poorly in school when my parents left. And when they left to go to Israel, they left us with this couple that did like campus ministry and were super fun. <laughs> like I've never played so many video games in my life as those three weeks when my parents were gone. And I didn't do any schoolwork. Like for three weeks, I did zero schoolwork. <laughs> so when my parents got home, Mrs. Johnson uh, asked if we could have a meeting. Mrs. Johnson, myself, and my parents after school. And she brought my parents in and said, well, how do you you think your son's doing in school? And they were like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's doing fine. And she said, ah, no, he is failing this. He is failing this. He is failing this. And she said, come on, let's go over to your desk. And at this point, um, because of who I was as a person, and maybe still am, like you literally, you remember those desks that you opened and oh, all of yeah. your stuff was inside? Yeah. Uh, you literally couldn't get my desk closed. Like it it was open because of the oh. amount of junk piled up on the inside of it. Nice. And Mrs. Johnson opened up my desk and looked at the disaster, absolute disaster that was inside and said, how can you find anything in here? And she literally picked my desk up, turned it over oh, so no. that everything dumped out what? and said clean all of this up while I go and talk to your parents in the other room. <laughs> and so I literally sat there on the I floor. love her. I literally love her. <laughs> I think this today, awesome. like... Let's get her in yeah, here. There would be counselors encouraging me to go to a safe zone to get away from Mrs. Johnson. No but at doubt. that time, like, that's mm-hmm. how teachers taught. And she, like, dumped all of my stuff out and was like, here, clean it up. Uh, and when your desk is clean, then you can rejoin the conversation. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was not a pleasant ride home with my parents. Oh, no. That did not go well. But Mrs. Johnson made a big, uh, she made a big impression on my life, and my schoolwork was totally different. Night and day. Wow. 180 degrees different after that episode. Wow. You know, it, it it's interesting because I, I think of the teachers that impacted me, and and as I think of them, it it is the one, that, it's the teachers that that were especially strict on me. That, that stand out. I mean, uh, 
there were several who were strict and kind and fun and you know they like those exist mm. but but it was it was the those those moments where they were uh you know hard i mean i didn't have anyone turn over a desk but i certainly um missed lunches uh recesses because i didn't do the things i was supposed to do did you get to eat I did get to eat. I just or... didn't get to do it at, in the cafeteria right. with everyone okay. else, like that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, but those those teachers were so impactful and speaking hard truths. I mean, even in college, I I had a professor um, who he knew he could get more out of me, and and he told me, you know, I I I think you're just kind of skating here. You're you're doing the minimum, and you'll do fine. You can get C's and get through stuff. Yeah. But you. you but that's not as honoring to God as uh, as you can, and you know that. And it was like, mm. oh, my gosh, I need to step up my game. And here was the other piece of it. Here's a guy who believes I can, and I want to prove to him that I can. Uh, that mm. was. Those are just some, some teachers who spoke into the heart some hard truths that, uh, that still impact me today. I, I love that. So for those of you teachers out there, Thank you. Keep investing. Keep making a difference. We're we're not encouraging you to flip over desks or anything. Are we? We are. We are. We are. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Do students even have desks anymore? I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works. works. Yeah. Just they just mute them on Zoom these days. Right. right? <laughs> That's right. You've been muted. Johnny, mute. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but we do appreciate you, teachers, and it, it reminds us uh, of the Word of God. You know, the scriptures have a lot to say about teaching and teachers, and um, and I just kind of wanted to jump into that that train of thinking even now. I mean, I, I think of Jesus' own words, um, where he talks about this in John 14. He, he refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper, and he says, uh, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and Bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, I know that there's a bigger context here that we, we could get into, but the, the point is that uh, uh, Jesus, in referring to the Holy Spirit, r- reminds us that the Holy Spirit will be teaching us things. In fact, Jesus himself doesn't have any earthly titles except for a rabbi, which is teacher. And so I, I think that's I don't know. That's an interesting point that I just kind of wanted to uh, throw out there and start discussing. Mark said, "Go." They're looking at me like, Joel, oh, "What do I want to say about that?" Even <laughs> where do we take this? I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh my! Do you know that before Kenny. they? Called. You're a champion for yeah. working with us week in and week out. I mean, we give you nothing, no, and you just you... keep coming back for more. It's amazing. Uh, I, I low-key love you guys. So, yeah. You are it, carrying this podcast. <laughs> yes. You know, an interesting an interesting thing that I, that I learned recently was that before the rabbis were called rabbis, they were called uh, Av or Abbas, the fathers. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was another interesting thing as this, uh, this idea of being a teacher starts with father, Av. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in Hebrew, it's an interesting thing the way that that turned out. You know, if uh, I think probably our brains think in terms of pictographs or hieroglyphs. 
Hebrew was originally a pictographic language. So these these pictographs, these pictures were put together and they formed a word. Uh, so the word father, av, was made up of two letters, aleph and bet. And so these letters mean so. So um, without getting into all of the details, the first letter has the idea of leader. And then the next letter has the idea of tent, which is where you lived or where you worshipped. So you were the leader of the place where you worshipped and the place that you lived. And so to give the the title of teacher the name Father meant that you're leading us in worship and even, even at home. And then this, again, this phrase kind of evolved into uh, rabbi or rabbi, as they say today. So... It's kind of an interesting point that I hadn't really considered that piece of father mm. as a teacher. Mm. As we go into, <laughs> as we move into Father's Day, uh, I just keep thinking of this role of teacher mm-hmm. um, and leading our home. What are some things that you guys? So we've talked about our our teachers, like in school. But what about our, our parents as teachers? And I mean, we can talk about mom and dad as we're leaning into Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're we're leaning into dad, and that's kind of how I set up the segment. But uh, what are some of your thoughts? How how did you see your parents, and specifically your dad, lead you in mm-hmm. worship and lead you in the home? Well, I don't. I would say that my father is probably to this day, the primary teacher in my life Mm. when it comes to the Word of God and how to live, Mm -hmm. Uh, right? And so his lessons uh, were many. His example was wonderful. And even today, there are ways in which he still uh, leads, guides, and instructs gently uh, Mm -hmm. in my life. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think... Is it Second Timothy two fifteen that says, um, "In order to not be ashamed, we need to be a people who divide the word of truth rightly." Mm. Uh, and I think he always did that. Like the scriptures were always, I think, properly understood and well applied within the home. Mm. Um, he was always there to answer questions. I think we all learn best when we're going through something. And he always did a great job of taking the Word of God and applying it to a particular situation. I'm frustrated because I didn't make a basketball team that I thought I should have made. It's, here, let's, you know, read this psalm by David at Mm -hmm. a point of frustration in his life. And Mm -hmm. I just did a wonderful job of bringing the Word to life Mm. uh, day in and day out. You said two things there uh, that that I want to capitalize on. One, one is model. Uh, you talked about how your dad modeled it. It wasn't just uh, words he spoke; uh, he modeled it. Uh, your your dad was also a pastor, right? So you Fair. you saw that you saw that up front. You mm-hmm. saw him preach it, but mm-hmm. then you also saw it at the home, right? In the home, and I think that's that's an area where. There could be some disconnect. So how cool that your dad modeled that in all of those places for you, for you to see. Like that's yes. that's what it looks like to be a man of God. I'm convinced, perhaps wrongly, but convinced that uh, 
one of the primary reasons that so many pastors' kids go astray mm. and wander in our day and age is because they see a disconnect, mm-hmm. right? They watch their pastoral parent and they see a disconnect between who they are on Sunday morning and who they are at home, between who they are up front and who they are in their interactions with their wife. Mm. Um, and I think that when kids see that disconnect, it communicates to them, well, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of this? Uh, and so I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of congregations that are like, don't put too much pressure on the pastor's kids uh, to be perfect because that'll ruin them. I don't, I don't think churches hardly have anything to do with ruining pastor's kids. Pastors have to do <laughs> with ruining pastor's kids <laughs> yeah, because right. they live duplicitous lives, one way in public and another way in private. And kids are like, oh, this is bunk. I'm out. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I would say that that is a, a primary. It's not the only, but it's certainly a primary. Yeah, not the yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really insightful. So uh, one piece was uh, your dad modeled it, but then the, the other part that I heard you say was that he made you interact with the Word. Like, that's a that's a different concept than... Um, this is what the word says, Matt, and this is what you need to do. And right. perhaps he did that sometimes, but the way that you communicated that was, look at this psalm. Uh, we're coming back and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of interaction around those things. I think, you know, a parent is a discipler and their kids are their disciples. And mm-hmm. that is, I think, how he fundamentally understood the relationship. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we sat around and talked about Uh, Psalm 73 and inappropriate priorities for 23 of the 24 (laughs) hours of the day. Right. We spent an enormous amount of time uh, watching the Lakers play the Celtics in the NBA finals, Mm. uh, you know, or those kinds of things, but, uh, or going fishing or, you know, going all of the, all of that kind of stuff. But um, that was also mixed in with, oh, you're struggling to pray? Like here, here's a, you know, Here's Daring to Draw Near by John White. Read this. Nice. <laughs> Those kinds of things. Let's discuss it. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's great. How about for you, Joel? Well, my dad wasn't a pastor, but, you know, one of the things I got to see him do often and is, I think my family did it often too. My dad and my mom would serve a lot in the music and arts and uh, industry, uh, ministry, mm-hmm. and seeing that modeled and... Um, their willingness to to step up and serve, um, I would say, is probably one thing I would highlight that's different than what Matt was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are those are excellent. Well, uh, you know, again, we, I, I, I think there are these things on this side of eternity that the Lord gives us to teach us, train us, prepare us. He also gives us Himself. How have you seen the Holy Spirit at work in your own life in such a way that that you've had that um, training, that that teaching by the Holy Spirit? And I I I'll just tell you guys right up front, I I have my own damage in the charismatic movement. And so I'm always super, super cautious when people start talking about uh, how the Holy Spirit has interacted in their life and what's going on, I recognize that that's, that's my damage, and I always have to listen to make sure. 
But I also recognize there can be some spiritual terrorism associated with that. And we have to be careful when we start using phrases like, God told me, Joel, that you need to serve more, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we have to be careful. I'm not saying God can't do that. Of course he could. Uh, but we have to be really careful and cautious in those sorts of things. So I recognize what I'm, what I'm uh, asking you to do kind of has this big spectrum theologically and the ramifications of that. So uh, I just felt like I needed to couch that com this conversation with that reality. You, you asked us a question about us personally, if I could yeah. uh, answer that indirectly maybe and then get back to it. I was hanging out <laughs> with a friend recently and uh, he was interacting with a non-Christian. And as he was interacting with a non-Christian at work, a particular subject came up, and I'm sorry, this has been long enough ago, I can't even remember the specifics. Um, but he said, as I was interacting with this non-Christian, suddenly I had this idea. And he like semi-quoted a verse related to it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and then I was like, yeah, and I think this. And he's like, he, he kind of um, paraphrased another verse that was a part of it. And he's like, so I went forward and I acted in that way because I thought that was what God was leading me to do. And I think that the Holy Spirit does that not only in his life in that particular situation, but in my own life all the time, mm -hmm. where uh, God is interacting with us uh, related to the situations that we face mm -hmm. by using the Word of God that has been implanted in us in order to bring us to the places that the Spirit wants. Uh, and I think, I think that the Spirit and the Word go hand in hand. Like, yeah. people who try to mechanically work through the Word uh, is ridiculous and, and wind up being legalistic, and people yeah. who try to have the Spirit's guidance without the Word wind up in crazy town yeah. Uh, because they're meant to go together, and the Spirit is meant to constantly be pulling out the concepts of the Word, the actual verses, the mm -hmm. thoughts contained in the Word, in order to lead and guide us. They, they go hand in hand, and that happens all the time, Yeah, I think, in my life. Yeah. I, as you were talking, I was just reminded of Jesus with the woman at the well in John 4, you know, uh, to yeah. worship Spirit and truth, mm -hmm. that it's, it, mm -hmm. it's both and. Right. Yeah. Excellent. How about for you, Joel? I had a reaction. That's Zoe's favorite passage. I do a, a Joel and Daddy rendition of oh. Jesus' friends came back from the market with food, and Jesus like, I already got food, and their friends are like, the disciples are like, who gave Jesus food? Uh, just read the the story again. You'll be yeah. reminded. Um, but in, and speaking of my children, you know, being a, a dad, kind of yeah. newer the last three years, and even you know a younger husband. Um, I've learned a lot through those, I think, and I think in, in those times I'm learning how to be a better husband and a better dad, and I get the experiences that I have, Yeah. and, you know, it just kind of like, I don't know, you, you learn things. Like, if you were to go read, I don't know, half the blogs I've written for the church in the past year, mm -hmm. a lot of that is spurred out of what I'm learning as either a father right. or a husband, or and I'm not so much writing to the people who read the blog, I'm writing to myself half the time right. and being reminded and through that kind of that work, um, I think the spirit's working and, and teaching mm. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think just as we wrap up our time together, um, you know, what, a, 
what a great thing that the Lord has given us his word and he's given us his spirit. He's given us one another and experiences to teach us. And maybe the implication in part, because we're still learning, is that we still have things to learn. Right? Mm-hmm. Like well, God's not done with us yet mm-hmm. and he's still working on us. And that this this isn't just informational. It's, it's also uh, to be applied in our lives and and that's a good thing. So, uh, friends, we want to thank you for joining in. Uh, we are, uh, we just, uh, we love the Word of God, and we love what God's Word is doing. And so, I want to invite you back next week. We're going to start in First John, and we're just going to start walking through First John together. And I, I hope you can join us in that. We're going to have a great time. Uh, God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Well, that's all, folks. If you picked up on the code word Pastor Matt used during the episode, or if you have a guess, feel free to shoot it over to podcast at friendshipmn.org to see if you win. And as always, thanks for joining in today. It's fun for us to get together and discuss the word. Please feel free to share with us how the Lord is moving in your heart, and you can send that to that same email, podcast at friendshipmn.org. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.